Hi, you're listening to the Bucketful Podcast, a safe place created for people like you and me to have conversations and reflections on things that matter without the fear of being judged or condemned. This episode is a conversation amongst friends, our friends. It's a chance for us to walk in their shoes for a mile or two. I hope that it will bless you as you listen in. Also, do check the show notes for any details, and I'll see you there. everyone and welcome to the Pocketful Podcast. You are here once again with Luke and uh, I want to introduce you guys to Soph and Jen. These guys have been on social media, they're on Instagram and they've been putting out covers and things like that. Now you may have seen their covers or maybe some of their original songs as well. I think today's episode is going to be a blessing. Yeah, thank you uh, Sophia and Jenna for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, <laughs> sure, do you want to say something? <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll, I can go first. Like, hi guys, I'm Sophia, and uh, yeah, I'm currently actually, you know, working as an auditor right now. Um, wow. Yeah, so, you know, you know, auditors can sing too, and yeah, so just really, really blessed to be part of this podcast, you know, where we, you know, just be raw and real with you guys, you know, about worship, and yeah, I will, I'm really excited. Yeah, and I am Jenna, the second half of Soph and Jen, as you can tell, Jenna. Yeah, so I am currently on a break before I start my full-time job next month. So I'm pretty oh, excited awesome. that I'm able to, you know, have the opportunity to take my time off to do something meaningful, to speak uh, a little bit on worship. And if you do not know, fun fact, that we are sisters. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Wow. Okay, so congrats on getting the job, by the way, in this current market. That's going to be... Yeah, honestly, exciting. there's a whole story about behind it on how <laughs> God has paved the way. But yeah, right. we can dive that into that when we have the chance next time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, as you know, social media is such a huge space, right? So maybe for those people who don't know who is Sof and Jen... And um, what do you guys do? How did you guys get into this? Yeah, so uh, jumping off from We Are Sisters and we both have a love in music. Like we were, uh, how to say, like we learned piano when we were young. So I think from there we started to uh, learn uh, how to serve in church by playing instruments from that and then we like to sing so when you put two and two together you can sing and play and that is uh, one of the you know people will say like wow you're so talented you can sing and play and then we'll be like okay yeah sure and we always wanted to you know uh, share our talents somewhere on some platform but we always did not know how to because we think that oh we need to have certain skills or we need to have certain knowledge you know before we actually launched out but funny enough you know when the pandemic hit last year in March it really uh hit us and said that like yeah you should not uh waste any more time not to hide your talents anymore so uh just put it out there uh with how much you know and god will do the rest and so with that i think uh in june 2020 we took the leap of faith and uh, started an instagram account to put our music out there and covers uh to start blessing people with that 
Yeah, totally agree. Like what Jenna said, but I think really Jenna was the the you know like the catalyst to push for this idea. Because for me, I'm more of like a shyer, I mean more shy person. So I was like, oh, you know, it's okay. We just play and sing and we listen to our own covers. But Jenna was the one that really was passionate, you know, to say like, hey, like you know, these songs, these worship songs, these praise songs are not just songs, you know, but songs that have like a message and a purpose. And it will be a waste if, you know, people who have not heard about these songs, you know, it, it will be really such a shame that they can't, they're unable to enjoy these songs and, and hear the message behind it. So yeah, I think it was really a blessing to be able to just put it out there and have people actually, you know, uh, giving us feedback, you know, and saying like, what you guys are doing is great. Uh, and they really enjoyed it. So yeah, I think it's really such a blessing during this time. And I feel like these songs really have a message uh, behind it. And we just want to keep blessing people and use this platform to be some sort of like a source, uh, like a place, you know, where you can come and just heal, uh, be free and just, you know, just to rest. Yeah. So that's about it for our account, I guess. Yeah, we can go on and on. Also, wait, one of the reasons why I think we took a while to even start it is because we were so focused on a name. Like, we were like, let's come up with some cool name, like Hebrew name. And then we, we put it together <laughs> to, like, identify us. Yeah. And then we say, like, wait, does this, like, reflect God? That kind of thing. We, we went in so, like, we focused so hard on the identity of this thing. And we just went and said, like, Let's not just waste any more time deciding a name and just use the names that we are known for, like Sophia and Jenna, yeah. and just put it out there. So, like, uh, yeah, so we, we just decided to go with it until we do find a suitable name or we just keep it as it is. Or you guys can suggest a name for us when you, you know, like, yeah. listen to our songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the background story of how our name came about too. Wow, yeah. good stuff. Uh, it's interesting when you mention that, right? Because sometimes you sort of hear so many different voices and it's very easy for us to think, oh, because ABC has been sharing on their social media or they have been doing covers, like then I don't need to do it anymore. But I think yeah. what you brought up is really true, right? Everyone has that unique uh, voice that comes into it. And I really, I really think that's so powerful, and it's such a good reminder, especially, uh, especially in this pandemic situation, because mm. all of us are just, you know, isolated, and we're just in our own heads, and we forget that there's a world, <laughs> right, yeah. out there. So yeah, it's such a good thing, such a good thing. Um, so you mentioned that that was the main force, right, of of yes. why you wanted to create this. Um, but I also noticed that, for example, Sophia, you also have a few other social media platforms as well, right? Where you yeah, uh, I do have yeah. an art account. It's been really dead <laughs> ever since I started my my work. Uh, but yeah, I I do do draw or I try to draw during my free time. Uh, yeah, I I do have that art account. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's the only account I have, the art <laughs> account and like the soap yeah. and jam account. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just really wanted to, you know, just use this platform to just like bless other people or even yeah. you know, uh, I, I see it as like an outlet for me to, you know, release my stress. Um, yeah, or just to, you know, like make someone happy, you know, when they see a post. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I was just saying that like, you know, uh, just go for it, whatever you have, if you put in your heart, yeah, because there's, it's never too late to try, even if you feel like you do not have the skill set or the resources. But yeah, it, it, you always need to 
start it first before you know what you can improve on. So yeah, just to encourage you with that. Amen. That's actually really, really good. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Uh, so yeah, I mean, for those people who are listening, if you check the show notes, you'll see the links uh, finding out who Soph and Jen are and about the art account that Sophia is having. What about you, Jenna? Do you do anything else besides this? Oh, wow. Uh, I... I do have a hobby in editing videos. So I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> you can um, head on to my YouTube channel to look at my vlogs, my life. Yeah, so uh, I picked up this uh, skill when I was in college, learning about video editing, and I found a passion through that. Um, and also it, it helped our church uh, during the pandemic uh, with the production of online services. So I felt that it was really timely. But yeah. That. just that man awesome. it's a lot wow. but it's so good yeah. like god knows uh when to give you uh, the tools you need at the right time yeah wow okay so <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot of things going on but right out the gate i know mm-hmm. a bit of your backstory right but maybe you guys can talk about how you guys came into worship leading and and ministry at such a young age as well yeah so Sophie and I, we attend our family church called Faith Covenant Tabernacle, and our dad is the pastor. So we are PKs, pastor's kids. So I think growing up with that identity also carries a, a bit of different experience with other people. And also for me personally, why I do love worship so much, I think it was just drawn to how people can worship it on stage and just um, uh, bring the congregation to the presence of God. And I think with, with the knowledge that we have through piano lessons, I think it just helps it in that direction of wanting to worship and serve in the worship ministry. Uh, so yeah, so for me, I serve as a worship leader and also a cell leader uh, and a ministry leader in my church. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, what about Sophia? Yeah, I think um, you all know by now, like, Jenna's the more extrovert one. Like, <laughs> she's been talking nonstop. Uh, and yeah, for me, uh, I think, Going into worship leading, it was like a slower process for me because uh, I, I really do love worshipping and, and writing songs and singing, but I always do it alone uh, or I just do it you know behind closed doors and it's just for myself only. But I think through time, I think I really realized the beauty of worship leading and, uh, and I do have a talent for it you know, um, to lead people. And I think all of us have different worship styles. So, you know, Jenna could be worship leading one service, and it would be like a totally different style. And my worship leading service would be a totally different style. But I think the main goal is to, you know, uh, bring glory and just, and just to lead the congregation to worship. Um, yeah, I think in the beginning, I was pretty scared uh, or like, you know, I felt like maybe I wasn't capable enough uh, to lead. No, although we are from a small family church, but you know, it's still like a number of people. So I was a bit afraid. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not that good of a leader to lead them. I, I'm too shy. I my voice isn't that loud. Um, but I think through time and I think just I felt that you know worship meeting wasn't a chore. Like I mean through time, how do you say? Like at first I was a bit scared, but then now I realized that it isn't a chore. It's more of like, you know, privilege. I want yeah, it's a privilege to even worship God. Um and yeah, I think it's such a beautiful thing that we are able to do this. Um, and yeah, I think, um, you know, people usually say, oh, you know, when you are a worship leader, you, you might have some sort of pride, you know, like, oh, I, I have really like some sort of advantage. But no, I think for me, I, I do find it a very humbling experience. 
uh, to worship me. And yeah, I think there's just so many experiences. I think we can dive into mm-hmm. it later about how how worship has like transformed us or um yeah. So definitely a lot of good experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna, you wanna add on anything? <laughs> No, I think so far that is just like the background of us, how we went into um, being worship leaders and also worshipers ourselves. Yeah. Thanks for that. You brought up a good point as well, because I think when we look at worship and different churches that are involved, there's so many different uh, things to consider, right? There's denominations, there's influences that comes in. And so I think when you say that Jenna she worships differently or she leads the congregation in a different way compared to you. I think that's a small inkling of how the church as a whole yeah. uh, can have, yeah, can, can have that kind of diversity in how they worship mm-hmm. lead, right? So even though there are differences and all that, it's still, like you said, right? Bringing people to, to worship God and to focus on his glory and to bring him glory uh, through that. And, and that's really great. But, of course, when, when going into ministry and worship leading and like you said, people are just kind of thinking, oh, there's pride or, oh, there's, you know, a certain uh, bravado that comes with it. But we all know, right, for, for those of us who are in ministry, we know there are challenges. We know there are uh, hurdles, right, to get over. Um, so maybe you could share, right, for people who are sort of thinking, okay, I want to be a worship leader, but... I don't know where to start, right? Or I don't know what I'm going to face or what is it like, right? So maybe you could give a small sneak peek into that. Wow, that's a good question to ask. Uh, I can share from my experience. Uh, so I went into worship leading when I was 17. And it's a pretty young age, I would say. Uh, but it's also because like uh, we needed worship leaders at that time in our church. So I had to step up. I think one thing before you... S- um, take the role of a worship leader, you have to keep yourself in check. You have to understand the why behind you leading them. And then you have to understand that this is from God. It's not of your skill sets that you earn this um, position. It's given by God. So you have to uh, steward that well. Yeah, one thing I really um, hold on to in this whole worship process is like, be a good steward of the talents God has given to you. So uh to steward well is also another thing. So with that, just respect the team members also. Like you have to learn how to respect um, your worship team members and also uh, respect the leadership. Like if they come up with any like uh, feedback on like how you worship, maybe you worship too long and then they say like you need to cut down. Like you have to understand uh, all this uh, feedback that it is valid and also uh, keep yourself in check through the process. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with what Jenna said. Um, anything challenging as a worship leader? I think the, the most important thing is like, you know, how do you choose your songs, right? Uh, yeah, so I think in the beginning, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, we uh, had to choose songs and it's like super hard because like there's like so many songs, you know, in the Christian music uh, industry. I mean, like, yeah, so so many songs and like how do you choose like the right ones? Um. Yeah, I actually, you know, uh, throughout the years, I think you do find, how do you say, like a rhythm? Not a rhythm, like... And I understand. Yeah, you, you find like, yeah, I mean, I think through time, I mean, you definitely have to pray about it. Um, Take like yeah. a week or maybe a few days just to ponder and, and just meditate, you know, like what God wants you as a worship mm. leader to, uh, you know, 
what message do you want to bring on a Sunday? You know, like um, so I always go with some sort of theme, actually, like like a very like you know special yeah. message behind like the songs I'm choosing. Um, you know, and it could be even like you know like resurrection. Uh, maybe for like resurrection Sunday, and like the songs could you know be more about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And yeah, I think it's really important also to have your songs flow with one another. Mm. So I think that is a challenging part. Um, yeah, generally yeah. Add anything. Yeah, sorry. I just want to add on. Yeah, like um for worship meeting, as choosing your songs is very important. Like it's not a slipshod thing. You know, sometimes we get so carried away with our work, we'll be like, okay, we'll choose the songs like two days before worship. And it doesn't and it doesn't flow. And you have to be open to the Holy Spirit in, in the event that you feel in your heart that you have to change songs. Like for me, I changed songs before, like like 30 minutes before the service, because I just felt that that song is not in line with what God wants to to uh you know do wow, do yeah. on that day, so you have to be open and be ready also to adapt to to changes and also place importance because what you are singing is is gonna be uh what the people's hearts are gonna reflect to God. What is their uh no. yeah of worship like their response to God like the words that you say is very important. So yeah, that's what I wanted to add on. No, yeah, thanks for that. I think that's a, a good point to bring across. Um, this may be a sensitive question, right? But yeah. uh, if it's okay, uh, there seems to always be a ton of shade, right? Thrown at pastor's kids. You know, yeah. whether it's, oh, they're they're so privileged and, and there's a lot of shade. Um, mm-hmm. But what would you say? Would you say that's something that you guys struggle with as well or...? I think, yeah, I, I let me like think more about this. Jenna, you can think. Yeah. I think for us, uh, we do know that like people tend to think, uh, like let's say if certain decisions are being made and we will know that like, oh, maybe this person will think like this because we are the pastor's kid. So maybe we have the preference. That kind of thing. But as for me personally, I always go back to as long as I am right with God, people can say whatever they want because we cannot we cannot control what they say. So as long as I'm right with God and everything that we do and the decisions that are made are, are not of bias, but of um, of God, then we are correct. It's not correct, but like we, we are not in the wrong. Yeah. And we have to be okay with that. Yeah, I think definitely growing up, you tend to, I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself. And, you know, I think people in church, they, they see us as like the example, like the perfect example of a Christian is, you know, looking, looking at this pastor's kids, like, oh, so holy. But in fact, like we as pastor's kids, we have so many flaws as well. We are, we are just the same as everyone else. Um, but I think as a pastor's kid, we do I don't know, we maybe have like more more insight to what's going on. Um, yeah, but I think maybe maybe because we both grew up in a smaller church, so we from the beginning I, I feel like us as pastors kids, we are not really like we don't feel like we are privileged in any way. Yeah, I don't think that we ever felt that um growing up. So yeah, I think our parents also really instilled good values and you know, just to say like, yeah, as long as you're right with God and you know. You know, your pastor's skin, you can mess up too. Um, and I think we're really, really grateful for you know, our parents, um, for our pastors or so, and that they have um, yeah, really taught us a lot about you know, God and like, the principles that we hold dear to our hearts to this very day. 
yeah, we're just really proud uh, to be Pastor's kids. Uh, and... <laughs> awesome stuff. It's a good insight as well, right? Because having so much expectations put on you, uh, whether it's by yourself or by the congregation as well, right? And it's so easy to forget that pastor's kids are human as well, right? And that's a, a very good thing uh, to be reminded of. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that, uh, even though it's so personal to you both. Um, thank you for that. Maybe you can move on to the next thing that we can talk about, right? And I think when looking at worship, it it's undeniable of how experience is such an integral part of it, right? How you experience that worship session. And that's a very humbling thing for, for many people who do word ministry, right? So people who are pastors, uh, just people who always share the word. It's very humbling because sometimes we go up on stage and we talk about the gospel or we talk about all of these things. And the Holy Spirit works through our message, right? It works through the, the sermon, but they go away remembering what they sang about, right? Yeah. There are days like that. And there are situations where people remember the worship yeah. session more than the sermon, right? And it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not saying, oh, sermons are bad. Let's cancel all sermons. No, uh, but we're just saying that the Holy Spirit works both in sermons and also worship. Um, back to the worship. What are some experiences that you can share that has impacted your life? Yeah, I, I would like to just echo what, what was mentioned. Like worship is indeed a powerful thing. Like the Holy Spirit moves with the words and, and with the presence of God like that can be conveyed through just song is amazing. And yeah, one of the experiences that I had that is so um strong in my memory was when I was 12 years old and then my dad was worship leading on stage and he was singing this song I could sing of your love forever if you know that song yeah it's a classic so um, uh, he was just singing the song in the chorus and I I was just moved until I knelt on the floor because I was like wow you can sing of God's love forever that is so powerful and as a kid you know you know when you think of forever it's legit forever I mean now also it's forever but yeah as a kid I think forever is it's a long it's a big thing so yeah so i just knelt down and i remember just uh receiving like a vision from god as well that's in my it's in my memory of uh of just like how good jesus is and all that kind of thing and until this day i always go back to that and say that worship does uh brings you to god and god can reveal so many things through it as long as your heart is open and if you are ready to receive yeah, I think what uh, you said about how, you know, sometimes people go home remembering the worship more than the, the sermon. <laughs> I think I do remember a few instances where, because there are times where I worship it with Jenna as well. I mean, we sometimes we are from a small church, so sometimes there'll be only two of us on stage, uh, you know, worshipping. Uh, and I do remember a lot of the times we do go down from stage and we, we look at each other and we go like, wow, that was like a good worship session. You're like, oh, like, you know, you know, when we came in together, that's so in sync, you know. And I think there are days where we felt like, wow, it was such such a good worship. And I think, yeah, I also very, very grateful to be worshiping alongside Jenna. I think because we are both, I don't know, maybe because we're sisters or we both flow with the Holy Spirit really well. Um, and that sometimes we... Yeah, even in worship practices, we don't really practice like, you know, okay, verse one, and then we'll go to chorus like how many times and we'll just like play like the intro of another time. And we don't really go into that technical technicalities, but we we really, really flow with the spirit. I really love that about our worship, our, our worship styles. And yeah, and I think 
personally for me, uh, worship has always been like a big thing also. And I think the the ones that I can remember is when I'm worshiping in my room by myself. And I think Jenna can also testify to that where like, you know, she'll be just singing in her own room with a guitar. And I think that is the, the purest way of, of worship. Just you, yourself and God. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think in 2019, I was like going through like a dark phase or like a difficult time. Uh, and I think I was worshiping uh, to God in my room, just with my earphones um, and, and just like listening to the songs. And I remember just feeling this tangible presence of God. Uh, I don't know how to explain it to you, but you really feel like you can touch the presence. Like this, the presence was like full in, in like my, my small room. And I really like, I, I cried. I remember crying so much and just being in awe of, you know, the goodness of God and how God has blessed me and how, you know, God has brought me through all these tough times and it really lifted my burden. Yeah, so I, I will always remember that time when I was just worshipping um, Him. And yeah, and I just want to encourage of the listeners that, you know, worship is not, uh, it's not an act. Um, it's really, really just for yourself um, or like, it's just a way for you to communicate with God. Um, so, you, you know, you don't have to say like, oh, uh, I'll, I'll go to church and just worship for show, you know, but it's actually your daily life. Like every day when you live your life, it's an act of worship. Um, yeah. So just to everyone who's listening, just don't be afraid to just worship at home by yourself. You know, even that is worship. Um, and that is, I feel like the, the most beautiful thing about worship. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can go on and on about worship, man. Worship is so powerful. Oh, uh, but yeah, like what Sophia say, for me, I love worshiping in my room. <laughs> it's so amazing because worship is the place where I can be raw and real with God. I always start my quiet time by taking my guitar, right? I'll play like the four chords, G, C, D, E minor. And then I go over and over and over again. And then, right, I will just start singing of what I'm feeling. So if you look back at my voice notes in my phone, right? Like literally in April when I graduated, I sang about like, oh, my life is going to begin. And then I, then in May, I sang this like, my life, don't know when is it going to begin? Because I was looking for a job and it was quite hard. So I was just like singing to God. <laughs> yeah. I was singing to God like, how, how long am I stuck in this rut? It's like, it's like, how to say, it's just so liberating for, for you to know that God is listening and you can tell all of your, worries and your fears unto him in song because the words will just flow man it will flow out from your mouth and it will lift your spirits it really lifts your burdens and you can uh, be ready to receive after that so yeah i mean that's that's a true thing as well right the eternal ear of god how it's just always there and it's always listening to his children going into what you guys have mentioned how worship is a lifestyle how it's it is those quiet moments in your room or at home, especially now with the lockdown, whether you do know how to play it. Like for me personally, I don't know how to play anything. Uh, you know, even if you think you can't really hold a tune, right? That's totally fine, right? But as long as you're focusing on Christ, because it's very easy for us to focus on, okay, I have to hit this note just like the worship song did, right? Oh, I have to hold it to this second. Uh, but in all honesty, we don't need to, right? We just have to focus on Christ and focus on his goodness, his glory uh, in our lives and, and such like that, right? So that's, that's really powerful. When we look at worship, there's all these different songs, all these different musicians and, and 
would you say there is a particular style of worship or people uh, that you listen to, right, who have uh, shaped you? Woo! Let's go! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. For me, I think, I think recently, lah, I've been into Brandon Lake. <laughs> like his songs. And Maverick City Music, yeah. I feel like their style of worship is just amazing. How raw they are and how how open they are for the Holy Spirit to, to lead them. And I think elevation worship is really good. Like how they can use words to articulate uh, how good God is. And especially their newest album. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's on Spotify. Uh, the songs that, that, that I love so much is the, it's called Used To Be. It's talking about like, if you, I'm sorry, used to this. Yeah, it's talking about how uh, there's a glimpse of heaven that you can get used to this. It just brings you to the place of like, wow, when I reach heaven, like, and that kind of thing. But actually, honestly, as a worship leader, right, these, these are not the people that, that shape me because, right, our church, we need to sing familiar songs. So this coming back to choosing songs, right, we, and even though we want to sing elevation worship, we want to sing Maverick City Music, but because there are too many words, it's too long, <laughs> that kind of thing. So yeah. uh as worship leaders, also we have to be mindful of that, and we always go back to familiar songs, uh, such as like maybe we are Chris Tomlin, uh, Hill Song, Hill Song Worship, the older older Hill Song Worship songs, and also Jesus Culture, like Holy Spirit, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So I think different the older the older artists, not older, they're still here, but like shape us as worship leaders, but as ourselves individually then I would go for, like, Maverick and Elevation worship. Yeah. Uh, I rem- I'm not sure if you know of Leland, the composer for Waymaker, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, they were with me when I was crying, you know, when I was sad. Like, I would just, like, go to Leland. Um, yeah, I think Leland was, an Elevation worship definitely brought me through some hard times. And Jenna also, you know, introduced me to Maverick as well because I'm old. I can't keep up with the, the latest <laughs> the latest um artist. So you're so, one of the aunties, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I like a good Chris Tomlin. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, but I think no matter you know which artist, I think all all of the songs are, are just so amazing. Yeah. To even like compose a song, you know. Um yeah, I think compose. everything, yeah, just growing up, you know, different people have shaped me, you know, differently. Mm. So yeah. It's so funny you mentioned Leland, Sophia, because that was the same for me. So we both yeah. actually know each other. For those listening on the podcast, right? We know each other from college time. And so when I was in college, the mm-hmm. uh, Christian Fellowship had a talk on missions. And mm-hmm. this one song, right, by Leland came on and it was Tears of the Saints. And mm-hmm. I also cried, right? But <laughs> I'm, I'm a man, right? So I cried. No, I'm joking. I cried like, you know, crazy. I think that was the pivotal moment of where I was going to point my life in terms of helping others. And, and so, yeah, it was very interesting you mentioned that. But what I love so much about what you guys just shared was, Jenna, as you mentioned, it's, it's such a good thing and it's such a rare thing, right, to hear from worship leaders. Because I've talked to a few um, and you've mentioned that you want to be aware and considerate of your congregation, right? Yeah. Um, because you can't just be sharing, oh, this is a song I love, right? This is the song I want to yeah. sing. Or this is not what you're comfortable with, but it's okay. You know, the old is gone, the new has come <laughs> kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Yeah, and, and it's so it's such a good thing to see, right? That there's that sacrificial, yeah. selfless consideration of the other people and and the people in your congregation. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. That's that's truly amazing. Yeah, I guess going deeper into that, let's let's bring it out to the broader context. How would you encourage someone who doesn't want to worship? who doesn't maybe have the mental stability, right? Due to maybe mental health struggles or, or things like that, or uh, maybe just an emotional numbness, right? And so there's no willingness to worship. How would you encourage them if they're, for example, in your congregation and you're leading worship? Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, maybe for personal personally like if you're not in the congregation but you're just by yourself and you you just want to worship but you do not know how or you are you're struggling to find that i think playing worship music in the background really just help help you kickstart that like while you're studying or you're working while it's playing in the background it's doing something in your spirit it's stirring up um your spirit to you know make make you ready to receive for what's God going to do do in your life so like you don't have to sing the song if you're not ready but the words that that are playing over and over again will will help you through it yeah and also for uh like in the congregation if you're not open like you you just don't feel it and you're like I'm standing here yeah I just for me I was doing a quiet time a few days ago and uh the devotion was saying how like uh you need to stop clinging (laughs) to old ways and make room uh, for a new thing that God is going to do. So that, that actually comes on from Isaiah 43 verse 19. It says like, see, I am doing a new thing. Uh, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So we have to have that understanding of like, God can only make a, a new thing come if you make room for him. Because if you don't make room, <laughs> God's not going to budge in because he respects you. He respects your choice and he says like, okay, if you're not ready, I'll come later. That, that kind yeah. of thing. But it does not mean that God is not there. So it, it has to come down to your choice ultimately and say that, okay, God, I'm ready. Uh, I'm making room for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think what Jenna says, uh, yeah, so powerful. And I think uh when I, I hear like oh people not worshiping, I always, I also think like you know for me as well. Sometimes I don't feel like worshiping when I'm sad or like frustrated. Um, but I always think that um, it's actually your relationship with God. Uh, and it's actually I mentioned before like it's a way of communicating with God. Um, uh, and also instead of being like frustrated or unwilling to you know open up and just being like angry all day, like you know there's a way for you to actually communicate with God and uh, that is true worship and I think I think the most importantly is to build that relationship with God first because I think only if you really love God really love spending time with God only then you would be willing to worship and to open your heart yeah so I think you know your worship and your devotion time you know comes hand in hand Um, yeah so I think both are important the word and the worship so, yeah, I think just for those who are, you know, struggling to find that, uh, that, that open heart to worship, I think just, yeah, just like Jenna said, um, have that mindset, you know, like make room um, slowly. Uh, it's, it's a lot, it could be a long process, but yeah, uh, just keep on pursuing that relationship with God and you'll be fine. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wow, I love that. Um, those of you who are listening in, I mean, what they've said is so, so good and it's so true. And especially if you're struggling with mental health issues or uh, maybe you just got a diagnosis recently, right? I'm not sure if you guys know, right? There's a pastor in the US. Um, his name is Louis Giglio, right? And he shares about how worship was such an integral part of his recovery. And I mean, I'm not sure if he's still struggling with depression now, but this is something that he had to cling on to, right? Worship. And, and that's a, a very powerful thing that we all have the privilege of having in our lives, right? So whether you don't have to be a worship leader, right, to enjoy worshiping God, you don't need to be a pastor or a, a ministry leader, you can just be who you are, right? Even if you are a Christian who doubts everything, <laughs> right, you can still find time in your room, right, to pray, to read the word, right, to worship, to sing a song, right? And this is for me, right? And I know you guys are probably going to judge me, but it's okay yeah. because I can't hold. I'm, I'm one of those who can't hold a tune. Um, so there are days where I would be on fire all the time, right? I'm listening to Elevation, Hillsong, uh, you know, City of Light. But then there are days where I'm like, I feel down in my soul and I'm, I'm struggling, right? And then I listen to these individual artists who are like um, David Dunn. By the way, I hope I don't get copyrighted for this. Uh, <laughs> David, David Dunn, uh, Chris Renzema, right? All of these yeah. guys. And they talk about the reality of life, right? And it's mm. so powerful. I think another thing I want to share uh, to those who are listening. So everybody knows John Piper. And you may be listening in and you're thinking, okay, that's great stuff, Sophia, Jenna, you know, Luke, you guys are saying I can make space, I can take my time and all that kind of stuff, but I still don't mean the words. I still can't get myself into that spirit of worship. John Piper says when you're worshiping and you don't mean the words, allow that worship session to be that plea, that begging uh, from your heart to the Lord to ask him, hey, God, I don't mean these words, but help me, help me to mean these words. As I'm singing of your love, I don't feel loved, but I'm going to sing it because I want to be reminded of your love. I want to be reminded of your mercy, even though I think you are merciless, even though I think you are uh, unfaithful, I want to sing of your faithfulness, right? So it's just allowing that worship song to just be your your outstretched arm to Christ and you're asking him for help. Yeah, and, and that's a little short. Well, actually, it was very long. But yeah, what about you guys? Do you guys want to share anything else? No, but I just think that's great. You know, for you to reach a point where you say like, God, I don't feel your love, but I want to feel your love. I would commend you for that because that takes a step of courage to do that. That takes a step of faith to even... Um, declare that because it shows that you want God to touch you you want to feel God's love you you want all this and I believe God will honor your prayer as long as you seek him God will honor your prayer in his timing because you know maybe God's not going to answer you now because he wants to bring you in this challenge he wants to mold you he wants to show you he wants to teach you something but don't be discouraged because I believe that God will God has a great plan for your life and you will see it come into completion in his timing yeah, I think what uh, Luke said was so powerful as well. I think 
I, I, I just remembered, like, you know, like, I think a lot of times we think, okay, we have to be, like, in a perfect state of mind to come into worship, you know, like, we have to be holy and pure before we come to God. But, you know, God does not care about all of that. Like, He wants us, like, our messed up state, you know, like, our depressed soul and just, like, who we are as, like, flawed human beings just to be before Him and just to allow worship to take place in our hearts. And I think that is something so beautiful as, and, and I'm, reminded, I'm, I'm reminded of our identity in Christ, which is we are children of God and only as children of God, we have access uh, to God through worship. So I think that's a powerful thing. So don't take worship for granted. Like you are a child of God and God has given you this, God has given you the Holy Spirit as well um, to communicate with him. So yeah, just don't hold back. Uh, allow God to move you uh, even though you don't feel like it uh, and just come before God in like the realest way possible like yeah even if you're like just really broken down but yeah God will accept you no matter what no matter what yeah wow love your thumbs up okay cool uh, so on this podcast, we always try and give people the avenue to share, right? So it's not just about me asking questions. And um, I also want to give you guys the opportunity to talk about things that are on your hearts. Well, I think for me, one thing that I want to share is on... Yeah, okay. This thing that God has given to me this year is also something that's challenging me. is to have rich communion with God. Because I was doing my devotion and this word came to me. And it, it really like struck my heart because it showed me like sometimes when I'm doing quiet time, I just do it for the sake of doing it. It's like, okay, open, read this scripture. Okay, I'm done. Now I start my day. Because like if I don't do my quiet time, sometimes I cannot start. Then sometimes I, I start my day very late, like at night because I never do my quiet time. <laughs> so, so right, uh, one, one day, like the devotion was saying like, have rich communion with me. And I was like, okay, God, what does rich communion actually mean? So, well, with that, like, it actually meant for me to really put, like, 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes to just pray and just, like, be, be quiet so God can speak to me. And it's, it's a challenging thing to me until this day because I'm learning how to have rich communion because we are in such a fast-paced world and, like, we always tend to do other things than quiet time. I don't know whether you struggle with this, but I think our generation do struggle with being consistent and disciplined with our quiet time. We always overlook that somehow. And I, I want to encourage you or, like, I, I pray that our generation will be a generation who loves the word, who, who, who is consistent because there is so much power in knowing the word. So, so you have to put your work in. You know, if you don't put your work in, you, you will only know the surface level of the word. You will only know, like, just the, yeah, just the bare minimum. Like, you just know the verses, but you don't really experience the meaning. So, yeah, that is one thing that I am learning through this season of my life. I think now listening to Jenna, I want to do that too. <laughs> um. I think like everything going on with the pandemic, I think uh, one thing I have definitely learned is just to really be present and, and thank God for each day, you know. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I feel like the world is coming to an end. <laughs> but I think that makes me appreciate life so much more and just to be grateful for the blessings God has given to me. Um, yeah, I think... One thing I've, I've learned like maybe the past year is just to be grateful and to be thankful and to always 
uh, thank God. I think we don't thank God enough um, for the goodness, for his goodness. So yeah, I think just have a mindset of being grateful, be thankful, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just what I've been learning. Yeah. Yeah, Jenna has something else really powerful to say, so I'm going to pass it back to her. <laughs> no, um, yeah, what I wanted to share was uh, maybe a testimony of how God provides because I'm a person who likes to reflect on life. Like sometimes when I'm free, I'll be like, whoa, three years ago, what happened? What happened? And then I'll be like, whoa, God, you have brought me this far. Because I, for, for me, when I reflect back, I truly see God's hand upon my life. And one thing I want to share was actually uh, maybe how I got this job. Yeah, so it was actually because uh, a friend that I met through Bible, Bible camp back in 2017 and she was the one who actually referred me so that I could even get an interview slot so funny thing is that we met in 2017 in this bible bible camp for two weeks uh, but we lost touch we lost touch for three years and we did not like uh, contact each other and then somehow we met again uh, last year in about August and and to, to see how pivotal she played, you know, the role that she played in helping me through uh, my job application process was seeing how like, wow, I was telling God, I was saying like, God, you knew I needed her to get this job. So you make me meet her back in 2017. And then we meet again like last year. And the funny thing is how we met again last year was because I, I was meeting her cousin for lunch and the cousin was late. So I had to go to the cousin's house and pick her up. So she was late. So I went into the house. So when I went into the house, then I saw her there and we were like, oh, wow, like it's been three years. Let's have dinner like next week. And then somehow... Uh, a group of us was having dinner the next week. So the timing was really like, like just wonderful and everything just played out. And I, I just want to say that like God provides, like even if you don't know like whether these people will play a pivotal role in your life, but you will see. Yeah, God has a plan and it's so beautiful. It took me three years, four years to see it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, but that's that's true. I mean, God's timing, right? Whether it's yeah. one day or three years, that's that's all up to him. Wow. Yeah, I'll go yeah. to him, man. Thank you. Yeah, amen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but this is so good. And I think like you guys said, right, this can go on and on, but I want to be respectful of your time. Yeah. So maybe we can wrap up. I just want to say thank you once again to Sophia and Jenna for, for being on the podcast, for taking out this time. I know we went a little bit over time, but thank you for coming down and for uh, spending this time with me. Uh, and so we are about to wrap up, right? But just one last time, uh, what is one thing you would like to share with someone who is going through a rough time today? Yeah, so the one thing that I want to leave you with is uh, one of my verses. Um, that I'm carrying through this season, especially this year, is Hebrews 10, verse 35. It says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. So uh, recently, I, I shared on the word um, confidence. And it, it, it means so much. It means that you have the trust that someone will do right by you. And in this verse, it says, like, don't throw away your confidence. And, and I just want to say that be confident that God is with you. He is watching you. And if you are in a rough spot, don't worry because it will pass. Like I believe whatever season you're going through, there is a reason and that God is going to mold you and shape you. And also in tough times, God uses it 
to bring you closer to him in worship. So yeah, have that in mind. And I'm just excited to see what God is going to do in your life through this season of life that you're going through. Yeah, I think you know, we are on topic of like Bible verses, right? So I'm going to share my favorite verse as well. Um, I think this verse also brought me through uh, my tough time and I always carry this verse with me. Uh, it is from Isaiah 43 verse 2. It says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. So I think it's just, this is an encouragement to everyone who is going through a difficult season in your life, just to know that no matter how hard your season may be or how sad you may be feeling, um, God is with you every step of the way. Although you don't feel like it, although you don't see it happening, you, know, you don't see like anything good coming out of it, uh, just know that God does have a plan for you and that He'll be with you. Uh, and also just reach out to uh, anybody in your community uh, I'm, I'm sure that there are people who care about you and who love you and who are willing to just be there for you. So yeah, just don't be afraid to reach out. Although I know it seems hard sometimes. But yeah, just uh, hang on to God's word. Uh, cling on to the hope that he has given us. And yeah, cling on to the identity that you know, we are children of God and use that. Um, and yeah, just have that relationship with him and don't take it for granted. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> and awesome. I just want to thank you for oh. you know uh, this podcast. I, I really feel like this platform really. I think like the topics that you touch on are just uh, so relevant at this day in this time, and I feel like people are really gonna benefit from this. So yeah, I think just really thank God for this opportunity as well. Yeah, so thank you. You're gonna make me blush. No, but thank you. Yeah, that's that's really powerful stuff. Thank you so much. And really, I think it's uh, just a testimony of God's goodness, how he has um, opened up this platform and even for, you know, letting us cross paths. I guess that's all the time we have for today. If you guys have not checked Soph and Jen, don't worry. It's in the note, uh, the show notes. We have a short song debut coming up and you can check it out right here. Actually, we're going to play it right now. So sit back. This is original, right? This is your own. Actually, a song uh, written by Jenna. Yeah, there's a <laughs> okay. whole song story behind this song too. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Tell oh, us. No. <laughs> or okay, if you don't uh, yes, want to, yeah, you yes, know. I will share on. The, <laughs> yeah, it's a short, really short. But it was honestly written uh last year when we were in COVID, and this was the first time where I just took my guitar and I played the four chords. You know, like I say four chords and I sing. And all the words that came out are mostly the lyrics that you are hearing. It's like one take. So I believe like this song is powerful because it really touches on a God's plan for your life, why we worship, what you want to do with your life, how is our response to God. So I just hope that you'll be blessed by this. All Jenna, by the way. <laughs> awesome stuff. Until the next episode, God bless. And don't forget to have a pocket full of grace wherever you are. Bye! Without further ado, this is Jesus My All, a original by Soph and Jen. <laughs>